live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. The TNM Express. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, in your company up until 12 o'clock and on technical, none other than Faldi Fandelili. Just before the ad break, you heard the voice of Sheikh Dafir Najash sharing a motivational nasiha, and that was regarding a reality of the situation of lockdown and how we apply for dua. And speaking about lockdown, being at home, it's now the time that we need to also pay attention to ourselves, our wellness, and being holistically well. And speaking about being holistically well, we are joined on the line by Dietitian, Health and Safety Manager and Life Coach, Nazia Slamong Tofi. Nazia, Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Asalaam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. How are you doing this morning? Alhamdulillah, shukran so much um, for having me on air. Asalaamu Alaikum to the listeners. Alhamdulillah. Shukran so much for availing yourself to be part of this program. Nanazia, we are going to be speaking about a very important topic, but I also feel a, a topic that is much neglected by us that we often don't practice this because we don't give time to ourselves. But I feel that now during the time of lockdown, we have all the time to really practice what we are going to be speaking about, and that is holistic wellness and healing. So tell us more about this. Alhamdulillah. So... If we look at um, how do we nurture and maintain a sense of feeling good and mm-hmm. overall well-being? So as human beings, we have been conditioned and programmed in ways most often uh, that gives us a false sense of self. So who we really are, we ask ourselves a question. Sometimes we define ourselves by the car we drive, the six-bedroom mansion we live in, or the three-meter shack. Um, the work we do, the mosque or church group we belong to, or the country we live in. Mm-hmm. But that is not really who we are. Who we are and how we actually, how our bodies are made up is um, a mind, a body, and a soul. So it has three components. If you picture it as a triangle, you have your soul and your body, your physical body, your spiritual body, and your your mind. So if all those components needs um, needs to be healthy, okay? And we often so how do we how do we how do we actually maintain that sense of feeling good and overall well being in order to fulfill the purpose in this temporary life? Okay, um, finding and identifying that gift, that special quality that all of us uniquely have within us. As part of, as Allah has created us and finding the peace within and serving your purpose is really understanding ourselves holistically. Okay? And if we look at, um, one of the 99 names of Allah, Anafio, Allah is the creator of good. Allah created man as the best of his creation and bestowed upon him gifts which render him unique. Best of his gifts of to man is intellect, conscience, and faith. So if we look at our holistic approach to ourselves, we need to be able to recognize um, that we, we, we need to be mindful of our daily living, okay? So 
So how do we navigate? So in the time that we currently experience um, ourselves, that we're currently experiencing now, the lockdown time, it's a really, really good time for reflection and really, really going within. So how do we navigate the stormy seas, the difficult times? So when you look at the mind, we need to control the thoughts about a particular situation, the story, the narrative we tell ourselves about the situation. Often the situation is what it is, but the story we tell ourselves is adding on to that negative feed and it actually affects the entire body. So in doing, um, so you tell yourself, the negative, and, and, it's, and it's not often true, and it is an add-on to the drama of the situation. And this is not healthy. It feeds your body negative energy. And you know those moments when somebody comes into your path, and especially now in the time that we all experience in, in close proximity to our family members, we sometimes reach our threshold and our boiling point, and this is the time that we need to actually, like, catch ourselves when triggers or boiling points do occur and focus on what you can um, and, and what happens in, in, in situations like that. We want to fire at, um, at each other, whatever comes to mind and we become angry and, and, it, and, it, and it actually negatively affects your body and, and we need to be able to control that. So we often tell ourselves, so as we, some of the people that may be um, living by themselves, the feeling of loneliness, um, the feeling of anxiety um, sticks in because of the thoughts that we entertain. Um, and and we, we often go into a state of depression uh, because of how our thoughts runs away with us. Mm. Okay. Um, so I've done quite a bit of research from various um, various uh, specialist scientists in the field. Uh, John Kehoe, he wrote a book called Mind Power. And the other one was um, Switch on the Brain, Dr. Caroline Leaf. She is a neuroscientist. And um, from the research that I found, we have six laws of the mind and thoughts. Thoughts are real forces. So we're speaking about negative thoughts and positive thoughts. There are forces in our bodies and they actually like almost like surges into your body and it can have a positive effect or a negative, negative effect on the body. The mind is a sending and receiving station of thought. And in the law of attraction, thoughts are, are emotion. When thoughts are emotionalized, it becomes magnetized. It becomes bigger. We think of a problem, but we kind of like add on, add on, add on, and we entertain the thought, and it actually becomes a bigger problem. And we attract similar and like thoughts. And then your actual reality and how you're feeling about the situation is worse. Hmm. Right? Then we have the law of control. We are forever experiencing thoughts, but we have the power and the ability to, ex to either entertain these thoughts or dismiss them. So the moment we recognize something that is going into a negative space, then we need to catch ourselves going there. Um, and then the law of insertion, we have the power and ability to insert any thought of any type into our minds. That is like forming new neural pathways. So sometimes we, we, we have certain triggers that happen to ourselves, like when, when someone disturbs your inner peace. Like, I mean, you know, you have a, a situation, and then the, the moment you 
recognize here's something coming and you feel this little boiling situation coming up inside of you. When you recognize that, but you choose a different response, like uh, our, our prophetic example in, recommendation, in recommending when we become angry is to sit down or to drink a glass of water or to lie down or to walk away. So these are all... Uh, um, the tools and, and, and the guidelines that is in our, in our deans of Hanolite is so beautiful that we actually have been given all of these tools that we really, really undermine and we don't utilize it. Okay? So those are the ways when you, your response to a situation, it's literally kind of like taking a step back, stopping and choosing a different response and you have a different outcome from the situation. And in the law of connection, the inner world and the outer world are connected. So whatever we are seeing from our senses and our hearing and our, our seeing, looking at everything on the, on, on the TV and the next, um, the, the next update of the coronavirus and the feed and, and all of the social media that is being spread out there, we need to learn how that we need to learn how to, 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 to balance out what we take into our system. Hmm. Not everybody can take in too much of that information. And some people will actually be so affected that they will feel depressed, they will feel lonely, they will feel a sense of lack, and they will feel uh, already the reality of not having. Okay? So it's quite important to recognize that whatever we, whatever we take in from our senses around us, it affects our, our, our inner being. And so that is a little bit on, on the mind, on the mind. So when we look at the physical body, um, we need to look at what we eat, okay? Because really that also affects how we, uh, we feel lethargic if we have too much slop chips and um, we, we just have an imbalance of the good nutrients that our body has needs. And you feel lethargic and you feel that um, when the work comes in, you're kind of like dragging your feet. And all of these, especially Ramadan comes. And our Ramadan in Cape Town has been associated um, for many, many years with a culture of fake cookies and all sorts of very, very unhealthy types of food. And from a prophetic um, healthy lifestyle and what was what part what the benefits of Ramadan should be is to actually have um, physical, mental, and, and and spiritual benefits. And the way we have been conducting ourselves by um, an, an, an an overdose of the wrong things, then we feel very lethargic to even go to the hour, which is all part of the benefits of the entire month, and we actually will lose out because we don't eat properly. So from a physical body perspective, we really need to see how we can make a difference in actually making sure that we give ourselves wholesome food. Um, and especially now for Suhoor coming up soon, inshallah, having a good balanced um, making sure the fiber is, you have a good fiber intake, you have a, your fruits and your yogurts, your water, um, your proteins, everything that goes really well and have a sustainable um, effect on your body and that will actually maximize and you, you'll be able to, 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 to fast really well during the day. Okay? Um, and currently we're sitting in the month of Shabbat. 
Shabazz. Yes. Um, and this is the time that the Prophet increased his involuntary fast. Okay. It is much more so now in mental, physical, like a holistic preparation for the month of Ramadan. It's when, when you're preparing for a, for the, for a, for, for a race, for the August tourist just now passed. You don't get onto your bike today and you're riding the race next week. It's an entire year. This has this become a lifestyle for most of those 30,000 cyclists. That have, that have, this is part of their lifestyle. They get onto their bike at least three, four times a week to be able to get to uh, being fit enough to actually run, uh, run a race. With our mind, body, and soul preparation, our Ramadan, alhamdulillah, comes for us once a year to completely detox the system. And the Sunnah fast, Mondays and Thursdays fast, and the middle, the middle three days of the month, they call it the white, the white, the white nights, when it's, when it's full moon, you have your, those are all the recommended, all the recommended fasts. Science now, and uh, evidence has been proven now that Fasting is part of a recommended program for uh, all these people that is like functioning on such optimal levels at the moment. And fasting and nutrition has now been proven and incorporated into many of the successful professionals today. Um, we again sitting with all of these formulas in um, in us being Muslims and, and our prophetic um, examples. And we don't really, really take heed and we don't really practice it. Therefore, we don't actually reach our full potential and feel that sense of goodness and overall well-being and positivity on a daily basis. So, so that's a little bit of the physical body. Now, when it comes to the spiritual body, the spiritual health, um, so again, we're sitting with the best of formulae. Um, just recently, I came across some, some reading where uh, a gentleman, he was, he, he's gone through a, a, a terrible motor vehicle accident. He's, he, he's the author of a book called Miracle Morning. He was 20 years of age and he had a near-death experience. Okay, and he's kind of like, he, his heartbeat stopped. He was in a coma. He almost died. I mean, uh, he, he like kind of died twice. Um, and, and, and he had a complete full recovery because of the way he actually um, perceived the situation and how strong he was in the mental state, in the spiritual state, and his physical his physical body was almost like messed up because of the car accident. But because of his connection and his mind, he was able to fully recover. And after a full recovery, he then entered a race, a 52-mile marathon. Okay, he was then later on diagnosed with aggressive cancer. He refused to accept the diagnosis, and he had a complete healing. Okay, and what he, the formula that he basically found that worked for him, he wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. And it's, so the formula, there are six steps that he does daily, which is meditation, affirmations, which is your positive thinking, your positive feeding of your brain, your visualization. So when we are standing in a state of salah, for instance, when you are reciting and you understand what you are saying, 
with you, Alhamdulillah, for instance, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. If you understand every word that you are saying, you are visualizing and you are recognizing Allah's greatness and you are saying, Thee alone do we worship and thee alone do we turn for help. Guide us on the straight path, the path of those on whom you have favored and not of those who have gone astray. I mean, so if you are conscious of what you're saying, you are you're literally using your visualization and you are in meditation. So this is our solar. This is our gift. Okay, which we again utilize, underutilize, and we don't recognize it as a gift. We recognize it sometimes as a chore. If the Prophet wasallam used to hasten to get onto his musalla, okay, and and it is it was it was that kind of earnestness and hasten to the remembrance of Allah that gave him that peace and that tranquility and the strength to 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 submit and to to deal with whatever challenges he had in his life and what we have today as our beautiful religion alhamdulillah is through being able to deal and having a formula like that into your into your lifestyle and the prophet with quran and sunnah it is the living embodiment of how we are supposed to conduct ourselves and we're speaking about um the deflection of corona so now we're in lockdown so how do we utilize, are we going to become hopeless about the situation or are we going to raise to the next level of estimation? What is Allah's plan for us? What does Allah really want from us right now? Okay, he puts us through our test for a reason, for us to move through it. Through difficulty comes ease. We've got to get through it to get to the next level of a higher recognition of a higher level of vibration and live on a higher frequency in getting closer and nearer to our creator. Um, so as I have been um, reflecting on, on, on all of these, alhamdulillah, um, it, it, is, it is such a, a perfect timing, um, alhamdulillah, that lockdown has, has happened. It is so aligned to our time of prepare, preparing ourselves. And if we, for instance, look at bringing, so now the mosques have been locked down, the haram is completely empty, it's only the birds that is doing the circumambulation, subhanAllah. Um, if we can actually then come into our houses and create that sacred spaces, and maybe this is the rat race that we were on, that we didn't have the time to do that. And even if it's one solar that we do with our family, but we create that space that we had in our mosques, that is maybe what Allah wants from us. And, and alhamdulillah, if we reflect on all of those, and now we're going into the month of Ramadan, already in the UK, the extension for lockdown with Dr. Heifadim um, has been extended to the end of April. So we may not be able to go to our mosque in the month of Ramadan. And yes, the month of Ramadan is associated with fasting and going to mosque at night. And wallahi, at times we do not feel a complete day of fasting if we really haven't gone to Tarawih. It is now a practice time to mentally prepare ourselves, to actually put that program in place and make sure that we do not overeat at night we make our Isha on time, and in the time of the Sahaba and the Prophet 
they did not have the Rawih prayers the way we have in Cape Town. They would go sleep and get up and the Salat Leo and get up at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning and do Aitraka'ahs um, or the amount that, that they are able to do. If we can kind of like incorporate a system of, of practice in our households in that way, you know, alhamdulillah, and so many households being able to do that and collectively appeal and ask for Allah's forgiveness for our past sins and, and really help us to, to, to come out and to pass this particular test. And Allah allows us and grant us a greater a greater connection with him and for our families to, to, to bond together as the so so many of our um, uh, competition for our kids' attention with regards to technology and yes it has its place but it also has its its negative impact. So if we can actually alhamdulillah create that space and wisely and patiently persevere in inviting our families to do and practice, going back to the practice of the Sunnah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then we will definitely Pass our test, inshallah. Inshallah, Yeah, I want to say shukran so much for sharing your thoughts with us with regards to holistic wellness and healing, and also explaining to us as to how we can utilize this time for ourselves and also make practice with our families, inshallah. Nazia, shukran so much and all the best, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. The voice of Nazia Slamang Tofi, dietitian, health and safety manager and life coach, speaking to us about holistic wellness and healing. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape.